Size 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pellicone. You're listening to episode 71 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Demonic Possession in under 90 minutes. So, Frank, before we uh, get started on the movies that you chose to watch, um, this was a bit of a rib um, on you, at least for me, is because I know that you don't necessarily care for possession movies whatsoever. So before we actually get into the movies, um, can you tell us a little, tell tell everybody a little bit of, like why you're not too keen on possession movies overall? I just think they're super cheap, and I think they rely mostly all on the same set pieces and scare tactics, you know? Like, oh man, his head's twisted weird. Oh man, talking in a funny voice. Oh my god, their eyes are all fucking bloodshot. It's like, fuck out of my face. And then... You think it's just all derivative of the exorcist then? Like the tropes? Yeah, most of it. I mean, that's that's what's mostly to blame. It's one of the reasons why it's hard for me to watch The Exorcist, even though it's technically such a good movie. Like, I much prefer, you know, Exorcist 3, where there is the possession element, but it's much more about, like, I don't know. I mean, it still is about possession, but it does some stuff differently than what other movies do. Right. I think one of the biggest problems is, with most possession movies, is any more is they masquerade as being, like, anti-Christian, but in reality, they end up being, like, super pro-Christian. Mm-hmm. And it feels really disingenuous and cheap, and it's just, like, I don't know. Or they're, like, they're mind, they, they think they're mind fucks, like, um, Exorcism of Emily Rose or something, where it's like, oh, did it actually happen? Did it was right. it real? Yeah. It sh- did was she possessed and killed by the devil? It's like who fucking cares? It's just boring, <laughs> right? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's one of the few categories we've definitely always. Well, I don't disagree with anything you say. For some reason, like I like as much as I'm a pessimist about everything else in life, I'm like an eternal fucking optimist when it comes to the possession movies, and I think one day I'm going to see one that's good. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple that are good. I know, yeah, and I'm I'm hoping to find another one. Well, it, it's not going to happen tonight. Um, <laughs> so I thought the under ninety minute thing would be very difficult, and mm. in reality, it's barely an inconvenience. Right. Like, I found twelve movies within like ten minutes on Tubi that were all under ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and one that I'm really disappointed in myself that I, I didn't watch was sixty six minutes. Mm. I really should have um really should have gone for that, but here we are. <laughs> so. So, spoiler alert, um, well, this isn't a spoiler, this is just a behind-the-scenes look. Um, when you give me a category, I will search for a keyword in that category on Tubi, mm-hmm. and then go through the first, like, you know, dozen or so hits that come back that actually contain the word or sometimes it's more difficult but sometimes it's pretty easy like you give me ninja i just search for ninja and then there's a thousand right. ninja movies sure so when you type in possession into tubi it returns quite a bit of stuff mm-hmm. and so i picked two movies i picked one movie and i watched it i'm not gonna lie i picked one movie and i watched like 40 minutes of it and i couldn't watch anymore and then i forced myself the other night when i woke up to go back and like at least finish it mm-hmm in case I didn't have a chance to watch anything else, because I had to have one movie. Um, but then I decided to watch another movie 
um, which somehow is even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. But neither of these movies actually involves traditional possession. Okay. One movie doesn't involve non-traditional possession <laughs> or any kind of possession, and yet it's still called possession, but I'll explain why it's called possession. Okay. Uh, non-traditional possession sounds like a spin sugaring category. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Well, I've already... I'm, I, right. We're doing it now, buddy. <laughs> Alright, so what did you watch? Uh, so... Let me think what order I want to do this in. I guess we'll do... Hold on, I gotta look it up on... Fucking, uh... Well, no, which one is it? So the problem is there's so many movies called The Possession of Something, or Possession of, or Possession, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did I find it? It never ends. Yeah, I found it, I found it. All right. All right, so the first movie I watched is just called Possession. It's a 2009 psychological thriller starring Sarah Michelle Gellar in one of her last um, starring mm-hmm. film roles, mm-hmm. and Lee Pace. Um, oh, okay. I found out. I found out later it's a remake of a Korean movie, um, which I've never seen. Okay, uh, and I don't know. Has to be better than this, but I don't know if I want to watch it now. Um, so the plot involves Gellar, who's this lawyer. Um, who's married to a guy that she met while defending the guy's brother for, like, domestic assault or some shit. Okay. Um, so she fell in love with, with, with the guy, they got married, the brother was in jail, then the brother gets out of jail and the guy's like, oh, my brother's not such a bad guy, let's let him live in our house. But Mm -hmm. the brother's doing this, like, um, broody, I don't know, uh, Jeremy Sisto shit like with her Mm. and she's freaked out by him so she's telling the husband like the husband's just like a nice guy he's just a nice guy to everybody you know he like remembers her anniversary even though she forgets it and like sets up all these lights in the fucking backyard to make it all romantic or whatever it's fucking bullshit nonsense that no man has ever done in real life like that you always see on television sure um so the brother's like kind of a scumbag and he's dating this woman, but like casually dating her. And, um, he beats her casually too, but she <laughs> won't leave him. So he's Casual in their house. is another category. Yes. He's <clears throat> in their house one day and, um, he drinks all their juice. This is like a plot point drinks all their juice and then puts the empty juice container back in the fridge and says, we're out of juice. Um, That's and then goes to, yeah, it, it's 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 pretty hot. This is Lee Pace, by the way. Yeah. Um. So it goes upstairs, and Sarah Michelle Geller is talking to her husband, and she's the husband goes to get groceries, and she calls him, and she's like, "I just don't know. I I can't like I I don't trust him, and he makes me he creeps me out, and I think you need to talk to him and just tell him that he needs to go live somewhere else." So he overhears this, and it hurt, like cuts him to his core like he can't take like this scathing whatever so he puts all of his possessions in two trash bags and she sees him and she's like fuck i don't remember anybody's name in this movie and it's only been like a day since i watched it hold on i gotta look it up 
Anyway, so she looks at Lee Pace and he's got all this shit. Roman is Roman, is Lee Pace. right? Yeah. Roman and Ryan. Ryan's yeah. the the other brother, right? So she's like, Roman, where are you going? And then Roman goes and gets in his car and leaves. So then she calls her husband back and she's like, Look, I fucked up. Like he heard our conversation. He got all upset and he packed all his shit and left. So Ryan, who's at the grocery store, a thousand miles away from San Francisco, apparently, is like, Oh my god, I'm on my way. So they both get in their cars. Ryan is in his like F one fifty. Roman's in his vintage, I don't know, like Barracuda or something, and they're driving. Drive, drive, drive. Roman's driving all erratic because he's a dangerous bad boy that can't play by the rules. So right. they both hit the Golden Gate Bridge at the same time in opposite directions. And what do you think happens? I don't know. They run into each other. Oh, they hit each other. Okay. They get in a massive car accident with only each other and no one else is affected. Okay. And they're both thrown from their cars Possible. in opposite directions, but then land in a position where they're like making a yin-yang with their bodies on the ground. <laughs> with like their, their broken okay. bodies and they're just like bleeding at each okay. other. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. So is it overhead shot? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it comes. It's like a low shot that like pans up and then comes down. Awesome. So you kind of, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a reveal. Okay. It's it's more than a reveal. It's a revelation. <laughs> so they're in the hospital, and Sarah Michelle Geller is like, "Oh my God, are they ever going to wake up? Is my husband going to be okay?" And they're like, "Well, they're both in comas." So, so then Sarah Michelle Geller calls the girlfriend Charlie. Is her name? I think the one that's getting beat up, Casey. Casey, I'm sorry, Casey. Casey. Mm-hmm. So they come, she comes and she's like, oh my God, like Roman's so hurt and blah, blah. So time passes, who cares? And Sarah Michelle Gellar gets a call that Roman has woken up. So she rushes to the hospital and Roman's like, oh baby, I missed you. I'm so glad you're here. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm Ryan. And she's like, no, you're Roman. And he's like, no, I'm Ryan. And she's like, oh, my God, you're not, you're full of shit. You're just trying to trick me. And he's like, oh, my God, no, I'm really, I'm really Ryan. So Mm -hmm. 35 minutes of the movie goes by with him convincing Sarah Michelle Gellar that he's her dead husband and that his consciousness was transferred through the violence of the collision into each other, Mm -hmm. where he's now, I guess, quote unquote, possessed the body of Roman so he can continue to have a life with her. Right. So Sarah Michelle Gellar is like, yeah, that checks out. So they have like this relationship and awesome. he gets her, he gets her pregnant. Mm. Um so how long has this been? I don't know, sixty minutes maybe. No no, no sorry. <laughs> how long has it been since they woke up from the coma oh, and they've mystically in- switched bodies? Months indeterminate. I don't okay. Know. All right. So she finds one day she's like doing some shit and she finds that like this treasure box of hers has been broken into because the way that he, the way that Roman convinces her that he's Ryan is he talks about all these like memories of theirs that like yeah. only he would know. Yep. But it's because he's basically like, read her diary uh-huh. and she's an idiot. And the first she did like the first thing she did wasn't like go to the like, hmm, has someone right. been through my shit? She's like, sure. well, I'm so happy. She's like, just let's fuck to the brother. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of gross like that, but <laughs> um. So it turned out that he murdered Casey because she didn't believe him either. Um, because Casey disappears at one point, but you find uh-huh. out that she murdered her, and Roman's like, "But it's only because I love you," and she's like, "Oh my god, you psychopath!" So they start having like 
fight in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time in the hospital, Ryan, who's still in a coma, starts to have a seizure. Um, so Ryan goes into Roman's brain because there really was this link established through the crash and starts to like hold him back from being able to attack um, Sarah Michelle Geller, And she stabs him with a knife. Like as he's attacking her and he dies. And as he dies, the doctors are trying to save Ryan from the seizure he's having. Mm-hmm. So Jess finds out that like her pregnancy was unharmed by the attack. Um, and that Ryan is okay. Like he's been saved and he's still in a coma, but he's stable and they, the prognosis is that he'll recover. And she's like, I promise to wait for you until you recover and we'll start our life over again. And then at the beginning of the movie, there was this whole thing where Ryan gave her a gift and it was a like really ornate, like gold necklace mm-hmm. with like a clasp in the front. And then the clasp was a piece of paper because it was their one year wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. So she's going to put it on as she's like leaving the hospital. And these, this man comes up behind her and helps her put it on. And when she turns around, there's nobody there, but it's okay because she knows that it's the, you know, astral projected spirit of Ryan, I guess, is what you're supposed to take it as. What? But he's he was okay. Yeah, yeah. He's No, he's alive. He's just still in a coma. Oh, okay. But he the prognosis is that he's going to recover. But he's still protecting her from afar like he did protect her from his evil creep brother. Except that he let his evil creep brother fuck her and impregnate her. Yes. And live with her for several months right. while he was in a coma, because apparently that wasn't enough nah. for him to like bust out and right. do his like right. psychic ninja skills. <laughs> so <laughs> psychic ninja, there's another good category. So I watched it because it was called Possession and I thought it would be about someone being possessed. Right. And I guess for a and, brief uh, moment in the movie there is like some element of what you could call possession. Although I would call it like remote mind control or something, but yeah, so what you ended up watching was some sort of, uh, like, supernatural lifetime movie that just ha- happened to have SMG is, like, the, the attached to it. Well, it was theatrically released, so. That's what I'm saying, so it got theatrically released. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the next The next movie on our list was so not So is that non-traditional? Or yeah. is that just none to you? Non-traditional. Okay. Because it is, it does happen. Like sure. there is some yeah. element of it, and the premise of the movie is that he's possessed with the the corpse of the one guy is possessed, not the corpse, but the the corpus, I guess, is possessed with the spirit of the other brother. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not like traditional in the sense of it's not like Asmodeus, like down in like a seven year old's head, but you know, it's fucking possession, I guess. Yeah. So, you ready? Part sure. two. So the next movie I watched is called Possessing Piper Rose. Um, This is a Lifetime-esque movie. I I don't know if it came out on Lifetime, but it came out in 2011 on TV. uh, Starring Rebecca Romaine, um, a man named David Cubitt, um, a woman named Isabella Cravati, a woman named Sarah Jane uh, Redmond, Uh and other people you've never heard of. Except for Rebecca Romaine and how right. far she has fallen. Like, to think that this woman was once on the front of movie posters for theatrical release movies, 
um, to this in the span of like 15 years is, is saying something. Right. You, know, you, you divorce John Stamos, this is what happens, I guess. Right. That's Stamos's revenge. So, well, Stamos's revenge is her being in this movie, period. <laughs> um, so, Rebecca Romaine is Joanna and her husband, David Corbett is Ben, that's her husband. Um, they have this really good life where they live in this really expensive house. Um, they're both second marriage people. Like they were, he was married before and has an adult son with a former woman, some other lady. I mean, she's still probably a woman, but she's never in the movie. So it doesn't matter. Um, so Rebecca Romaine is like, look, like, you know, I love your son, but I really think we need to have a baby of our own, but we can't because one of us is infertile. I can't remember who one of them can't have babies. I think it's her. Um, so they go to adopt. So they're in the adoption process and they get called to the adoption agency. And the woman's like, and now mind you, the premise of this is that they've been in the adoption process for months mm-hmm. and they're trying to adopt a foreign baby because foreign babies are easier to get than domestic babies. Right. This is the premise of this movie to this point. Okay. And so you're thinking that, you know, I mean, they've been through this process for a long time. Mm-hmm. So the woman that's their adoption agent sits them down and she's like, so you take antidepressants, huh? And Rebecca Romaine is like, well, yeah, you know, I have a chemical imbalance and there's something my doctor prescribed. And she's like, well, you done fucked up because other countries, they don't want to hear about your mental illness. So you're not getting a baby. <laughs> and crazy snowflake. And the husband Corbett is like, um, you know, this could have been something you could have told us like months ago. So, you know, maybe we made a different decision. And she's like, well, you didn't. You did this. And now if you give me another application and you say you're not on antidepressants, that's fraud and that's illegal. Hmm. So fuck you. Forever. But I'm really sorry you're not getting your baby. And she's <laughs> like, don't you want a domestic baby? And they're like, well, no, it takes like five or six years. Like we want to have a baby now. I'm like, what about a teenager? And they're like, no, we don't want a teenager. Like, we want a, a small child, like a baby. Uh-huh. So she's like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, I'm really sorry for the fact that you fucked up. <laughs> so as they're leaving, this, like, insidious woman, like, looks up at him and is like, dum-dum-dum, like, giving him the eye. So they're all upset, whatever. So the next day, insidious woman from the adoption agency, oh, and it's called fuck what is it called heaven without borders or something like that i think is the name of the agency it's it's really dumb um so the woman shows up at their house and she's like hey i got this secret baby on the side and if you want her um you can have her but you know you got to sign this paperwork saying that you take full custody and like it's going to be under the table and then rebecca romaine is like do it and the husband's like well like what if somebody comes looking for this child someday maybe not a good idea that we've like kind of adopted her on the black market and the woman's like no no one's ever gonna come looking for this baby like you'll be fine he's like "Mm, i think it's probably not a good idea to kind of like illegally adopt a child and rebecca romaine is like you don't love me and he's like you're right i love you let's just take the child so they bring the kid to the house and the kid is like six years old or something um, so he's not a baby. She's like fully formed, like like person, really. Right. So, oh, they fall in love with her immediately. Her name is Piper. She's so precocious, and 
you know, the only thing is, is she sees her dead mom, like, all over the place. <laughs> um, so they're at the park, and Piper's like, oh, there's my mommy. And Rebecca Romaine is like, yeah, that's me. I'm the mommy. And she's like, no, my real mommy's over there. Hmm. Rebecca Romaine's like, oh. And there's, I, they, they don't even, like, make the effort to make this thing look like a ghost. It's just, like, a woman in her pajamas, like, sitting across the street, like, staring <laughs> at us. Like, in her slippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's wearing, like, like loose-fitting trousers and kind of, like, a cardigan, like, this, like, loose cardigan. And her hair's kind of, like, tasseled, like, she's from bed. Like, it's actually, she's pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. So, so then Piper, like, runs down the road and almost gets hit by a car. And Rebecca Romaine, like, was like, oh, my God, Piper. So she runs out, and she's, the guy's like, hey, the guy grabs Piper's arm and drags her away from his car. And she's like, I only looked away for a second. And he's like, yeah, that's how this works. You only have to look away for a second, and they run. You need to pay attention. <laughs> and she's like, I don't, I was distracted. He's like, lady, I don't even have kids, and I know how this works. Just pay attention to your fucking kid. And he gets back in his car and leaves. And that's honestly, like, probably the best best part and best advice in the entire movie mm. is this man saying, like, you stupid bitch, you probably shouldn't, like, have care of children because you're an idiot. Right. And it's true, she is an idiot, but we'll get to that even more later. So, things start to occur with, like, you know, there's a couple other times where, like, she sees her mom somewhere, she makes some statement and then people are getting phone calls and when they answer the phone what we maybe did i make you watch that movie there was another movie i watched that it was the same thing where um the dead people were calling the house but then it turned out that it was the husband that killed the dead people but he had amnesia do you remember this oh that does sound really familiar it was like it was it was really him all along that had murdered all these people right yeah, that does sound really familiar. I don't know anyway, if you that, though. Well, it was bad. It was a Spin Sugar movie. Mm-hmm. And so go back in the annals of awfulness of my life, and it's there somewhere. Oh, so, um, and the sad thing is I don't remember the name of that movie, so I'll probably end up watching it again at some point <laughs> and wasting, like, 20 minutes of my life until I'm like, oh, my God, it's this movie. Right. So anyway, so the son, you know, like, he's trying to be, like, good big brother to Piper, so... He's in the pool and he's like hiding under a pool float and he jumps out. And he's like, Rah, I'm going to get you. And she's like, Oh my God, you're going to get me. And she runs around. And Rebecca Romain comes out and she's like, What are you doing playing with my child? And he's like, You know, we're just, we're just horsing around. Like, it's nothing. You're in a pool. Do you know how dangerous all this is? And he's like, Look, calm down. Like, I'm just, she's having a good time. Like, I'm trying to be like a good big brother. Right. You're so irresponsible. And you know what? Oh, fuck, what does she accuse him of? It's like not putting the milk back or something ridiculous. Like, like he's showing how irresponsible he is. And he's like, woman, like, calm the fuck down. You got what you wanted by tricking my dad into having this kid with you. Like, you know, just to chill out. All right. Well, how dare you? And so he calls her a bitch. And then the, the husband comes out and he's like, hey, don't call her a bitch. And he's like, say you're sorry. And he's like, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. She's a bitch. Um... So then they continue to argue, and he's like, you know what? Deuces, I'm moving back to college. Mm. So he leaves and goes back to college. Um, So there's a subplot where Rebecca Romaine's mother is in an extended care facility because she has onset dementia or something like that. I can't remember what was exactly wrong with her. But she's, like, in and out of consciousness, and she doesn't really recognize people all the time. Mm-hmm. So... 
you find out that Rebecca Romaine's father was the only person that could like really deal with her and they were in love with each other, but he like saw something. It doesn't even matter. So she's supposed to bring Piper along to see like her mother. So Piper's there and her mother's like, you little fucking pig. I shouldn't say fucking because it's made for TV movies. She's like, you little pig. I never wanted to have you anyway. Your father tricked me into having you. Like she's saying this to the, the six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, you're worthless, blah, blah, blah. You know, like my life could have been so different. Rebecca Romaine is like, oh my God, mom, why are you saying these things? Mom, mom, stop. And this goes on for like, I don't know, like two minutes. And then they take the finally take the kid away from being berated. And then the mother's like, oh, hi, honey. How are you? <laughs> um, and then the nurse is like, yeah, that happens sometimes. You can't take it personally. Like, they just say shit and they don't really mean it. So, so they decide that they need to. So Piper, because she keeps like seeing like a dead woman, they decide they need to find out some things about like what's going on. So they go back to the adoption agency. Because remember, they illegally adopted this child, so they can't use any, like, legal recourse or official means to, like, find anything out about him, mm-hmm. her. So they go back under the auspices of they're going to talk to the crazy woman that adopted the child to him. And Rebecca Romaine is like, hey, is she around anywhere? And the woman who, like, denied their adoption is like, um, it's weird that you know her because you didn't talk to her when you were here before. Uh, so that's kind of odd, but no, she stopped coming to work because she quit. And she's like, oh, well, she was so upset that we didn't get the baby. She came by and was a big help to us. And it was like, oh, yeah, that story checks out. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and leave you here at her desk and could, you can write her a note and I'll pass it along. So there's even though she hasn't been there for months, because at this point, like they've adopted the kid for a period of time. Right. There's a pile of mail sitting on this woman's old desk that says forward to so-and-so and has her address written on it. So Rebecca Romaine steals that, and then they go to find this woman. When they get to the woman's house, it's like got Jiffy Pop wrap all over the windows, which okay. I don't really understand what's going on there. But it's like all abandoned inside and whatever, desolate. Uh-huh. And so what they find out is that Piper was originally adopted by another couple and not like and the mother is dead they find that out too the mother's dead okay um so it turns out that what happened was is that lydia who's the name of the um disreputable adoption agent convinced the mother piper's mother who was in jail for like breaking and entering to sign custody of her over to Lydia. And Lydia was like, oh, you know what? You just sign custody over to me right now. I'm going to sell your baby to a couple. Then we'll get the money for that. Then when you get out of prison, you can be like, hey, that's my baby. And you'll get the baby back. Mm. You know, because this signing over your rights, it doesn't mean anything. And then you can live happily ever after and I'll split the money with you. And the woman's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So she does it. And obviously not a good idea because... Signing the custody over means that she loses custody of Piper forever, and Lydia's, like, stolen her baby. So she gets all distraught, and she kills herself, the mother, mm. and dies. Okay. And has now been haunting Lydia for X number of years, um, and haunted the couple that the Piper was previously sold to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and is murderous and wants her child back. So several things happen simultaneously at this point. Um, Rebecca Romaine has called the son, the stepson, and made up with him and has convinced him to come home. So the father has driven to pick him up at his dorm and is now bringing him home. In the meantime, the nurse... I'm not quite sure what the nurse realized, but the nurse realized something and that they had to go, oh, I know, because the nurse had a picture of, and this is a, oh, I I completely forgot this part. So the dead mother tries to kill um, Rebecca Romaine's mother, but I'm not sure why, but she tries to hang her, Mm. but it doesn't work. And Rebecca Romaine's mother survives with, very little visible like impact of that but this is important because that's where the nurse is so the nurse has a picture of rebecca romaine that falls off and cracks and then somebody writes on the picture mine like in a ghostly hand (laughs) she's like oh my god i gotta go save her so the nurse is driving to save rebecca romaine the father is with the stepson at the dorm rebecca romaine and the the kid are at home but the secret is Lydia, the disreputable, um, what's it called, uh, uh, adoption agent, is at their home too and is coming in to kill Piper. So her idea is that if she kills Piper, Piper will die and go back with her mother. And then her mother will stop haunting her because her mother's haunting her because she caused her mother, caused the mother to kill herself and lose her child. So. Rebecca remains like, oh my God, and I can't give you my daughter. Um, so the agent has a knife. Rebecca Romaine and the girl go run upstairs and lock themselves in like the bedroom and they're hiding. And so there's this really long sequence where the agent's trying to get into the room, but she can't because they have a thing pushed across the door. But then the father and son are trapped in an elevator where the ghost of the mother is trying to kill them. Again, not sure why, I guess, because they're, like, related now to Piper. Um, But she's not really trying to kill him. She's just, like, cracking the windows in the elevator and making it shake sometimes. Okay. Um, But then the nurse goes to the house, and the guy that drove the nurse over there gets killed by the ghost of the mother because she throws him against the car windshield. I guess he's dead. He might not really be dead. Um. So it's the nurse going into the house to try and stop the Lydia from killing Rebecca Romaine and Piper mm-hmm. while the ghost of the mother is trying to kill really lazily trying to kill the father and stepson. Okay. Um, but then the father yells like, we didn't do anything. We love Piper. We don't have anything to do with this. And so she stops for a second and then she goes all crazy. starts shaking the elevator. <laughs> so Rebecca Romaine takes a very small, Eh, maybe like eight by eleven um chalkboard and perfectly draws a Ouija board on the chalkboard. Um, including like yes, no and all the numbers. And has Piper pick up a magnifying glass and basically do a Ouija board summoning of her dead mother to help her. Okay. So the agent Lydia breaks into the room. Oh, I'm sorry. So is this Ouija nurse- her knowing Ouija, has this been established? Yeah, yeah, I forgot about okay, that part. Right. They um they communed with the dead by doing the Ouija board. Okay, all right, all right. I forgot about that. That's that, fine. That was, no, I... that was previous. It doesn't even matter. I was kind of hoping it wouldn't have, but... Yeah. It, it, 
it, well, it was an actual Ouija board, but it wasn't one that was hand drawn by right, a, yeah, Rebecca yeah, Romaine yeah, on yeah, a yeah, tiny, yeah, yeah, tiny. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. Right. So the nurse gets upstairs and has a fire poker and bashes Lydia over the head twice with the fire poker, but is so weak apparently that Lydia just shrugs it off and stabs her in the guts, and so she dies. So now Lydia has the fire poker and a knife, and she's getting into the room. And when she gets in there, she Rebecca Romaine is like, you're never going to take Piper. You'll have to kill me first. And Lydia's like, well, duh, asshole. Like, I've just murdered your friend out there. I'm obviously okay with killing people. I'm going to kill you next. But then the mother shows up and basically, like, drives Lydia out of the room and then knocks her over a banister and causes the knife to fall off the stairs and impale her in the stomach and she dies. Mm -hmm. So she's now left the father and son alone. So they're driving on their way home. So she goes back in the room and she crucifies um, Rebecca Romaine up against the wall. Um, I mean that like literally with like nails, like she just like pins her up there and she's like in her Jesus Christ pose. Okay. Um, And Rebecca Romaine's like, <coughs> Oh, the mother is going to try and kill Piper so they can be together. But then Rebecca Romaine is like, don't you understand that she's alive and it would be so awful if you killed her. And like, I love her and I'll take care of her. And Ghost Mom is like, yeah, that's that's cool, all right. I'm I'm I've lost all my rage and animosity, <laughs> and so let me disappear. So then the father and stepson come in, everybody hugs, and they're a big happy family. So then it's sometime later, like two months later or something. Okay. And Rebecca Romaine's mother has fully recovered from dementia and is now hanging out at the house, and everybody's a happy family. And they're playing football, and it's Piper's <laughs> birthday, and she's blowing out the candles. And Rebecca Romaine looks over, and there's the dead mom, like, standing in the yard, just kind of like, yeah, good job. Like, <laughs> Did she give her the thumbs up? No, there's no thumbs up. But, I mean, like, she gives her kind of, like, a little, like, yeah, like, nod. Like, <laughs> like backwards um, nod? Like, so and so everybody's happy. So I'm okay. like, all right, this fucking lame-ass movie is over. Then it fades to black, and then it comes up, like, a drone or like not drone because i 2011 like an overhead shot over a neighborhood and it's three years later and i was like oh and so there's this family with this other little girl like unpacking their van and moving into a house uh -huh. which i realized after the movie was over was lydia's house from previously but i didn't i didn't catch that at first okay because it's daytime now and everything looks different uh -huh. um so the little girl goes inside and she's like oh this is my room and she goes and I guess she spells her own name and she has this box with blocks in it and mm -hmm. she pulls out four blocks and spells Ruby and she's sitting there and you hear this <laughs> and then the blocks flip around and it says mine and for no goddamn reason the ghost of Lydia is in the closet and she's like another happy family. And then that's it. That's the end of the movie. Like little what? girl runs away. So I guess the implication is that she's now become a ghost but she's haunting her own house but she wants to torture families because of what <laughs> happened to her even though she caused everything that happened to her to happen right yeah so i guess maybe they thought it was going to become a franchise maybe <laughs> it is i don't know i didn't follow up but wow but at no point okay so the mother the dementia mother she does get possessed by um, Piper's mother's ghost a couple times, I guess. Okay. So I suppose there actually is some possession in this. But 
Piper is never possessed by anybody. So I think the movie is called Possessing Piper Rose or whatever because the mother wants to possess her and Lydia possessed her and sold her and now right. Rebecca Romaine possesses her. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, apparently, is this a thing? It looks like maybe... I'm just looking at photos here on MDIB. It looks like possibly it was released on Lifetime under the title of Mommy's Little Girl. Oh, yeah, that is an alternate title for it. Okay. Um, this guy's a, this guy's a Lifetime, um, director. Um, the guy Kevin Fair? Yes. Um, he also directed Smallville and... Yeah, that's kind of thousands like... get Carter. And no, does... no, oh, he, he didn't direct. Like, he was like nah. second. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like he didn't start directing until like the late alts. Um, he was second unit on the core, second unit on Get Carter. Yeah, second unit on Along Came a Spider. So you know, all quality movies. Yeah. Um, if you just like briefly like uh, look at the screen right here, it's like this is that guy. Look at that guy. He's in. He's intense. Kevin Fair. Which one is he? Oh, this guy. I hate it when you do this because I always got the shit up. Huh? Oh, he is intense. He's casting yeah. a spell. It looks like he is. Yes, he looks like he's going to like um yeah. He's like a Doctor Strange or something. Oh, uh, so he directed. We need a little Christmas. Nikki and Nora, Sister Sleuths. The Sign Seal delivered TV series and TV movies. Um, he's not worth dying for. Which we talked about last year. Oh uh, shit! He directed a movie called Soccer Mom Madam. <laughs> He, yes, Let's he take did. a look at this movie. It's it's imp- it's uh, impressive isn't the right word. It's something. After a bitter breakup leaves her and her young children without any support, Anna goes to work for her cousin at a massage parlor known for quote unquote happy endings. As soon as she learns the ropes, Anna branches out on her own. Synopsis. It looks like we don't have a synopsis for this title yet. Yeah. What what channel was this shown on? Oh, it's all Hallmark. He's a Hallmark dude, I think. Like, primarily. Like, he went between Lifetime and Hallmark. Um, But I think he's Hallmark exclusive now. He does all the... We talked about this briefly last year, the Sign Sealed Delivered series. This is about a group of postal detectives who work to solve the mysteries behind undeliverable letters and packages from the past. That's sweet. Um, It was a TV series, and then and now it's just a series of TV movies, and he directs all of them. It's... There's a lot of cleavage in this movie. From the producer, Touched by an Angel. Touched by something. I want to read... Hold on. I do want to read you... Uh, am I here again? Oh, no. It's still there. That's what I get for getting off the getting off the beaten track. I want to read you the featured review on IMDb for... Um... Okay. Oh, hold on. I don't want to read that one. <laughs> Where did it go? There was one that was like the perfect blurb. Hmm. Oh my god, I even liked it. Did it disappear? Maybe I can find it then. Um, There is no exorcism. Is somebody saying there's an exorcism? Yeah, though, this dude said it's an exorcism. Huh. Here's this again. There it is. Uh, I mean, the feature review, I wonder if that changes. Uh, let's see. Here is one. 
All right. I I think I got it if you want me to read it. No, I'll read the one that I like and then you tell me you can read that you can read yours. This is a three star review, although he did not give it a three star review in actuality. He okay. gave it three stars. Uh-huh. Middle aged, super wealthy white woman, pathologically obsessed with getting a baby at all costs, gets said cutie little satanic demon spawn, and then of course proceeds to shriek at and alienate everyone in her family and friends. This is true. The spawn girl does what they do, which is homicidal. Numeron refuses to recognize it, yada yada. Can you guess the ending, or are you sh- short a few chromosomes? <laughs> are you reading one of the worst movies ever? Is that your spoiler? No, your no. This is actually a 7 out of 10 review. It's probably from a relative of somebody from the production. Um, That's actually fairly well written overall. There's nothing funny about it. I just saw that it mentioned exorcism, and I didn't know if you could find yours. But it also claims that it... um. Let's see. What do they say? There's times when the horror becomes secondary, which makes for a little jerking pace as it's set up with the horror at the beginning through her mysterious arrival and quirky behavior. It gets dropped for lame family squabbles. It picks up again at the end with the exorcism and final battle. Do you think there's like a reshoot of this movie that has an exorcism in it? No, there's no exorcism in this movie. The only exorcism is like her talking. There's no exorcism in this movie. Let me read you this review. This is from the Billy Jean. That is the name of this user. January fourth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, the. Well, Billie I wonder if it is, what if it is Billy Jean. She's not my lover either way. <laughs> she also doesn't give it any stars. It's just a non-starred review. Tagline is good movie. Other reviews say because isn't gory is stupid. So right away you know that you're going to read some uh, some finely tuned uh, criticism. Yes. Let me tell you, gore doesn't make a movie. The movie was great. It goes for the old horror movie. You don't need gore to make a great horror movie. Love this movie. Good effects. Good acting. Doesn't look like it was made for TV. That is not true. It absolutely looks like it was made for TV on a TV with a VHS camcorder. If you are a true horror fan and not a stupid little teenagers or adult, I highly recommend the movie. It did scare me. It was well done. Realistic. I really love this movie. It's different. It might look similar, but it's actually very different from the mainstream's possession movies. Just give it a try if you truly love art and you are not just in for the gore or the organs falling out or head chopping around that you won't find it here. But things that would make you tremble, yes, you will. <laughs> that is a verbatim <laughs> reading of this review. I found that it was looking at it as you read it. Um... I'm assuming it's like the movie will give you things that will make you tremble. Yes, it will. Like, or yes, you will from the movie. Like, it. Does... <laughs> I guess that's the point. Um, wow. The Billie Jean. I know. I need to Maybe read more. Billie Jean purpose. King. She's been a member, or he? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to assume. Has been a member since May of 2004. 19 years. Huh. Wild. Uh, God, how, many, how many reviews has she given? Two. She's only written two. So here, I'm going to read her other review. Yeah. I'm going to read a cold. Tell me. This is for a movie called Nia Nia. I don't know what this movie is. I'll look that up while you're reading. She gave it a 10 out of 10. She gave no stars possessing Piper Rose, but she gave 10 stars to Nia Nia. 
This review comes from a person who has seen all the remakes of TV sitcom The Nanny with Fran Drescher, except that of Ecuador, and I can tell you that this is the best remake. I laugh like the original. I disagree with the previous review. The person who did it was clearly blind and deaf. Nia Nia nailed it. They hit every mark. They were spot on. 10 out of 10 is the original. She's trying to spell the word excellence. But she uh-huh. has it spelled E X E L L E N C E. So excellence, excellence. If I could buy it, I will buy the whole season. Conrad is perfect for Niles. He have the cute factor same as Niles. <laughs> Carolina is perf is a perfect for CC, the Russian CC. Zana look too old is way too tall for Constantine the Butler, who is not cute and scare me. Tough. I do like Zana. <laughs> Once again, Nia Nia, it's perfect. You won't regret it. I love so much. My version is of course the nanny with Fran Drescher. Of of course the nanny with Fran Drescher. Uh. But the number one runner up, but the one runner up is always be the Polish version, Nia Nia, and I won't trade it for anything in the world. It's great, it's funny, and it's cute. Five people out of five people found this review helpful. Nice. The uh the review of the person who was um what blind and deaf or whatever is you all remember the nanny with the irritating yet somehow charming Fran Drescher? Nia Nia is just the Polish version. Stage design stays the same. Actors are chosen to look like in the original, and but there is a slight problem. The series isn't funny. Young actors just aren't natural in their roles. I don't think anyone wants to see the exact copy when given a couple of opportunities to see the original series. Um, whoever the lady actress is, though, is a talented actress with an interesting physiognomy. Physiognomy, right. (laughs) Oh, somebody. Oh, whatever. That's that's the best thing you're going to get out of that review. Um, I want to see this physiognomy. I'm going to search for Agnieszka Dignant. She's pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see her in the color. Really, she got she got a little bit of Fran Drescher going. Yeah, she on got. There. Yeah, I, I look. I knew it. Like as soon as I like pulled it up, and I was like, and I read the first few like you know five words of the re, of, of the synopsis, I was like, oh, this is the Manny. Um, <clears throat> like you could just tell from the cover. I was just trying to figure out what country it was. Uh, so wait so is like fran drescher she's a creator on that show like so do you think these people when they get like some of the stars get like basically producer credits or or some kind of like royalties like when their shit gets picked up in all these other countries probably part of her back-end contract huh i would imagine like when she whatever her royalties contract interesting interesting i wonder if she ever did anything else this polish Nothing, nothing in America. Doesn't look like it. Wow. Um, unintentionally hit the fucking lifetime hallmark. Um, world again. So, what's the chagrin on that movie? Which one? Which one's the chagrin movie? It's got to be possessing Piper Rose, right? Um, it's a, it's, it's. It's a real solid eight. <laughs> I mean, real it bad. sounded it sounded like a yeah yeah. It didn't sound good at all. <laughs> I don't know if it sounded funny when I described it, but 
I was doing. It sounded ludicrous ago. and overly complicated when you were yeah. describing it. Like for the thing is, is so a lot simple. of a lot of what I described happens in like a fifteen minute period. Like there's right. long stretches where nothing is happening, um, except for Piper seeing her mom, like standing like weird, like awkwardly, like across the room or something. Right. Yeah. There's only two reviews. Um written reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It has fewer than 50 ratings, but it's out of 50 percent audience score. Um it has zero critical reviews. But um the two uh the uh the two is one's a four star, pretty good film, interesting plot, not too bad. And the other one is a three star, very predictable, but different for a lifetime movie. And that's probably true. It is different for a lifetime movie. Ah, uh, jeez, what a disaster! Um, this guy just keeps directing them too. Postal detectives. I've been looking at like HBO, or sorry, not HBO, uh, Max. Um, I don't know if you really took the time to look around, Max. Yeah, a little bit. And like, I actually out. have something to talk about with you about that, but keep going. Okay. Um, but it's just like I, I got really like I got kind of depressed last night, like looking at like all like the stuff that's on there now that I guess is from Discovery Plus and seeing like like what's out there in the world since I haven't had cable in so long. I don't really fully know like what exists um, kind of in the real world or like I only get exposure to it through doctor's offices sometimes. Um and usually that at least is like home and gardens, like like house flippers or some shit or whatever that kind of stuff's called. Maybe the Food Network. But man, like all of like the uh shit like this out there is crazy. Like it's just all a bunch of people that are lo- watching stuff to make fun of other people. That's mm. it. That's all it is. It's like, are you like a little person? Like hey, let's have a reality show where you, like, marry, like, someone who is, like, you know, not a little person. Or, like, you know, you're 600 pounds and you're trying to lose weight? Let's film a reality show about you and let people, like, watch your whole life and, like, your struggles. Like, um, that's all the shit is. That's all That's all that exists on those channels. Hmm. Like, hey, we think you're freaks because, like, you're polygamous. Like, let's, like, you know, like, like uh, let's let's film you. Um, how's your fucked up family work? Um, it's it's really cynical, and this is coming from someone who's pretty cynical. Um, yeah, it was really depressing to go through all those different shows that are out there. I can't remember what. And then tra- the funniest thing is the Travel Channel is nothing but sci-fi and paranormal like shit. Now that's it. Like nothing else exists on the Travel Channel now. It's all like ghost hunting. <clears throat> well, Goose got to be somewhere. You got to travel to see him, <laughs> right? That's true. I guess you get to see different locales sometimes. <clears throat> so, what did you want to say about Max? Um, on someone's recommendation, I ended up watching the first two episodes of Barry. Yeah, on Max last mm-hmm. night. Um, I think I was pretty nonplussed by the whole whole thing. Like, there was elements of it that I thought were interesting and might, like, pan out to be good later yep. in the show. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I also thought that it was just kind of forced and um, I don't know. Telegraphed, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I've watched, don't the, know. I've watched the entire thing, um, including like the finale the other night. Uh, I thought elements of it got a lot more in our, I, I always found the comedy aspects of it a little forced at times. Um, it was actually when it like moved away from being more of a, like more of a, like a comedy to a crime show with comedy elements. I started to like it a lot more, um, which was deeper into the deeper in the series, like probably like end of season two, season three, yeah. season four. And I think that, um, uh, I think season four is really ballsy and interesting at times. Um, again, I thought like some of the comedy elements of it like weren't needed at all. Um, do you remember those Showtime shows that were like okay, like back in like like okay to like middling, like like, like uh, weeds or something? Yeah, like those kind of things. Like they had like things that were like good, but then there were things that were just like ugh, like sure. about them. Yeah, okay. um, it's like that but better to me like ultimately um, <clears throat> like I think there's more talent behind all of it than that and um, what's his face um, from SNL god damn it uh, Bill Hader Bill Hader I think actually like as a director in the later seasons because he starts directing like all the episodes um, there's an episode in the last season that takes on, like, psychological horror elements and stuff like that. It's one, like, the best, like, fucking horror direction that I've seen, like, on television in years. Um, he's actually really talented behind the camera, uh, which is interesting. Like, an interesting evolution of somebody. But, um, if you didn't like the first couple episodes, I would say that you probably ultimately would get really uh. hurt really discouraged probably eventually. I wouldn't say I didn't like them. I would say that I wasn't um it didn't immediately make me want to continue to watch more episodes of it. Right. I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I watched the first season and then I stopped for a while and I was like, okay, let me just go back and like finish this. They're not very long episodes. And I did season two and I found that more interesting. And then I just watched season three as it aired and it was fine. I think it was also like on after secession, like it was this past year as well. Like, um, so it was just easy to watch after that. Um, but there's some really good stuff in Barry. Um, but yeah, um, I like it. I thought it was good, and um, it was a fine TV show overall. I don't have any, like, distaste for it or anything like that. I thought it was good overall. But, um, what we really should be talking about is we should be talking about Secession at this point right now. But Well, ain't ever going to happen. I stalled out again on it. Ridiculous. Um, best thing since The Wire. <clears throat> You're just not watching it um that is accurate i'm just (laughs) uh what do we gotta oh we gotta spin the wheel that's what we need to let me uh get this
Category for next week is Cybernetic Guns. Next week, Cybernetic Guns. How is that even a thing? What do you mean? <coughs> How can a gun be cybernetic? How could it not be? Because you have to be a living organism to be cybernetic. Right. Cybernetic implies that, like, Inorganic material has been grafted to an organic body. Yes. I think that's... So, a, a gun is not... A gun is inorganic naturally. Grafting inorganic material to an inorganic thing is just... It's just a gun. It's just like a laser gun, maybe, or a... That's grafted into a cybernetic organism. No, no, no. It's poor wording. <laughs> I get to watch whatever I want. <laughs> You got to find some kind of like fucking thing like in Doom 2. Whatever those things. What were those things called? Oh, uh fucking um uh the demons, the um what were they called? I'm looking at them. God damn. Cyber demon. Yes, cyber yeah. demon. Yeah, some kind of shit like that. That's Can I just go alley. watch Doom? Uh, you've already seen Doom. We watched you know, Doom. You don't know what I've seen. There's other Dooms, isn't there? I don't know. There's Doom cartoons. Mm, maybe. I can. I'll tell you what I can't watch, Frank. This is the third. Who was it? Oh, that's right. I was telling Frankie the other night. I um, I can't watch Rebels, man. I just can't. No. Nah. I don't know what it is. Like, it's not that I don't think it's fine. It's like I'm. I've tried to start it twice now in the past couple of years, and then this past time, it's like I got the furthest, which is the third episode. I just can't get interested in... There's something about the animation or something. It's just like, I can't do it. Like, I just can't. I wish I could, because I hear it's really good, and you've told me it's good, and I read that it's good, and I can't do it. I don't know what it is about that CGI that just like makes me like not want to look at the screen. I've tried to watch it on TV. I tried to watch it on my iPad, like to see if there's a difference. There's not. I just can't do it. Like, mm. I feel like maybe if I turned it on like two times speed or something like that, like maybe I could watch it. I don't know. I find it like really slow and cumbersome. And then it's like I sit there and look at the screen, then I don't want to look at the screen anymore. <clears throat> That's my toxic trait. <clears throat> I completely like, understand you. I, I mean, it's... I can't watch animated shit. Well, certain types of animation, I guess. So, it's not the best animation. Like, I am not a big fan of that style. Mm -hmm. I think that I just appreciate animation enough where, like, I can kind of just kind of go with it no matter what. Yeah. Um... And I, you didn't watch um, Clone Wars either, really. So, right, I had six seasons of that shit to get used to that animation style. Yeah, there is shit with Thrawn in Rebels that is master level storytelling. That's what I hear. I, I wish I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but like why I can't do it. I'm super excited for those characters to be in um, Ahsoka. 
in all that's that's kind of why I want to watch it. Yeah, like to have like more of that backstory before it comes out. I can give you small blurbs of each character where it won't matter. You won't need to see Rebels. Yeah, I mean you. Filoni does a good job of like creating those characters so that they're archetypes, basically. So you don't really they kind of just fall into like star Wars tropes. And I don't really know that you need to know like a whole lot to enjoy it. Right. right. It's got to, you know, as long as it's better than solo, <laughs> I'm sure, sure you'll be fine. I'm sure there were cybernetic guns in that fucking movie. I don't think there were. Uh, I'm guaranteed there were, because by my definition, anything's a cybernetic gun. <laughs> I'm gonna check something here. I wonder if there's a Mega Man movie. Hmm. It's gotta be animated ones, right? Maybe. There's. I'll do some more research. I did find um, here's a guy here on LinkedIn, Richard Kelly. Um, that's gotta be like a joke. Um, he is the chief executive officer at Richard Kelly Cybernetic Weapons Corporation. That's gotta be a joke. Gotta be a joke account. Um, There's a JSTOR article that includes, oh, the word cybernetic and gun. Okay. Is Robocop's gun a cybernetic gun? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because he's a cyborg and the gun is inside his body? Yep. I think so. Exactly how I see it. I've seen all the Robocop movies. I'm just trying to establish a baseline. Yeah. Yeah. I think he got it. Like, I I think that works. I think I think it's more about a cybernetic organism with a gun somehow involved or attached or something like. To... Oh, there's so many of those movies. Right. right. There's a million. Yeah. I've probably watched six in the past two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right. And two episodes, Barry. Yeah, that was just last night. <laughs> oh, all right. So, cybernetic. I'll have to think of something to do with, like, that category, or you could think of something to do with that category, since you know it so well. We'll talk about after that, afterwards next week. You got anything you want to talk about tonight? I don't know. Didn't we just talk about much stuff? I don't know. Like, I think we got an, I got our hour in. <laughs> <laughs> Is this this movie? Uh-oh. You don't hear that, like that sucking in of breath like that very often from Frank. But when you do it, meet, like he's excited about something. There's a post-apocalyptic movie I've been looking for, for ever. God, this might be it. You ready for the tagline from this movie? Yeah. He said, it takes a cyborg to kill a cyborg. She's going to prove him dead wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. 
God, I hope this is streaming somewhere. So that is quite a twist. Um, I think I've told you this before. There's a movie that was on when I was a kid. I used to watch whatever fucking. Are there cyborgs here? Let's see. Oh, yeah. The first word is cyborg. Goddamn. Goddamn right. There's another cyborg. Oh, there's cyborgs all over the place. Yeah, we're yeah. watching this movie. Is it streaming? Um, there was a movie I saw on Channel 54 that had, like, it was amazing. And it had some of the best costumes that I'd ever seen. And I was so, like, I loved it. And I've never been able to find it again. And I have no idea what it was called. Hmm. That was like fucking turkey hunt, man. It took me forever to watch fucking turkey hunt. <laughs> Dude, I just... there's a, Why are there so many cyborg documentaries? I just typed in cyborg in the tube just to see what's going on. Because it's got to um, warn you about the future, man. They're from the future. Here's one with Bruce Greenwood and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Cyborg the Ultimate Weapon. This movie's... Oh, you know what? I bet this movie's on YouTube. Come on, tube. Don't let me down. Older Tiffany Amber Thiessen is where it's at. Two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> what is Robocop Dark Justice? Aw, man. That animated? He... Fucking bogus shit. Oh, there's Crash and Burn. Why is this? It says... Oh, there it is. I found it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Add to my watch list. Is Shocking Dark the one you guys were trying to get me to watch? Yeah, we watched it the other night. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember that movie at all now. <laughs> See, this is this is where you and I differ. Okay. Um let me show you like the difference between us. Like you're you're gonna look for some kind of like shit. You see this one right here called Turn Back Night? See this box? Uh huh. That's the kind of shit I would watch. God, look at the neck on that fucking ginger. Yes, like yeah, I well, that, it's like that, all of it. Look at look at all of it. Like look at all of it. No, like, I'm focusing on that is, ugly man. That dude. Is it fucking is. It is the cheapest thing horrifying. you can imagine. It is the cheapest thing you can imagine, and it's from 2021. And that shit always that always pops me. Like much more so than like the. Because the stuff in the 80s that you guys watch all the time, like, it actually can be good in its own awful, funny way. Sure. I actually like watching stuff that is just purely awful and has, like, no, like, it is modern and has no redeeming value whatsoever. Just everything about it is cheap and bad. I actually really mm. enjoy that stuff. Have at it, then, I guess. I mean, it's all over Tubi. It, it, I, yes, I, it I believe... It absolutely is. I believe that... Um, I just gave you two movies to watch that would definitely fit your, uh, fit your description. The, the, the possession ones? Mm-hmm. Oh. They're both just trash. Well, now I know about them. Um... God, here's a movie called Fight Valley. And it's a bunch of like female MMA stars in it. 
and it's a action crime movie. That's not the kind of thing I like, but <clears throat> here's one for oh, that's nineteen. Do you know this movie? Nineteen ninety. It's called Class of nineteen ninety nine with Stacy Keach and Malcolm McDowell. Have you seen that? You realize that it's been on the podcast before. Really? Yes. Have I watched it? I didn't make you watch it, but it was okay. on the podcast. It was one of the Spencer Grimm movies. Yeah. I didn't see that, and I just went through all of them. Did you talk? Was it not the primary Spin Chagrin movie? I don't know, but I talked about it. Okay. It's got the three cyborg teachers that they bring into the school, and Stacy Keach is like bleach blonde with white <gasps> oh, eyes. Oh, and... yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember that now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That wasn't a prime. That, yeah. That was a secondary movie that you watched. It wasn't the primary like chagrin movie was the thing like schools out or something like that was that the category i spun a cybernetic gun what the fuck <laughs> fucking cybernetic gun an organic arm <laughs> find one like that buddy <laughs> Sheborg. <laughs> fucking a cybernetic gun oh it's a toxic dart that came out of a cybernetic <laughs> gun it probably did you it can watch that did. Frankie's playing that game right now that you got all offended that he was really good at the other day like the the tapping the screen the tapping the screen thing yeah yeah that you can't do because you got fucked up fingers mm -hmm. yeah don't be jealous yeah. don't be hating <laughs> Yeah, that shit's ridiculous. That is, yeah, he's that really is, good at it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's offensive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's like effortless. That's the problem. Right, he right. That's, he doesn't even like... fuck up. It's just like his <laughs> his tiny little thumbs like dancing across the screen of his iPhone. It's it's like it's like the fingers are also. I'm pretty sure, uh, having no knowledge of that game other than just looking over his shoulder, I'm pretty sure his like fingers are slightly moving upwards and downwards and to the sides as well. But it's like imperceptible in movement, like because I'm pretty sure at times he's like push it like like moving his thumb up like on a, like an up arrow, but it's like I don't even see the movement. Um, dex dexterous fingers. <clears throat> He is pretty dexterous. He's good at playing um, stringed instruments. Mm -hmm. Good field, then. <clears throat> Need dexterity in his hands. I was trying to show him with... Um, they tried to teach us how to do letters in middle school. And um, on my left, um, left hand, I can cross my uh, middle finger over my pointer. But on my right hand, I cannot. I can't cross like this. Uh, yeah, I can't. Like I can't. I can't get it crossed over completely. Like you can't. You can't make it. But I. But I can. Hands. I can do it on this one. Like on the left hand, but I can't do it on the right hand. Um. But yeah. Um. So I could never. He told me I could learn to do letters on my left hand if I can do that. But um, that feels. Frankie always says things as a matter of fact, like they're super easy when in reality they're not super easy. Right. Yes. 
We um we play this game Ticket to Ride. You know Ticket to Ride, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We play with my mom all the time and my brother sometimes when he's up. But it's like one of our major staples of our family game night things. Um my mother will take your route away from you for no reason. She doesn't even need it. She's I most of the time gone in the wrong place because she's forgotten where she's supposed to go. Uh-huh. But she's taken it at, from you, and then you get offended because she's taken this route that you need. And she says, oh, you can just go another way. It's super easy. And then she <laughs> proceeds to, like, take her hand and go around the entire board to show you how you could circumvent, like, this one easy place you could have gone. <laughs> and I feel like that's Frankie, like, describing, like, things that right like anything. easy to him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's super simple. You could just do this. Like, right. yes, I could just do that. Right. Thank you for the pressing advice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I always I, I always think oh are you? I, yeah. I always think that Incident in a Ghost Land is something that I haven't seen except for that I've watched you it have. twice. Yes. Cause the last time I watched it and it's the third time I started watching it. <laughs> like and I've watched like so I watched it and then I clicked on it again because it had a different cover. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen this movie. And then I started watching. I was like, I've seen this fucking movie. And then another year later, I clicked on it, watched it again, and started watching it and forgot all of it for the first, like, 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, this is the fucking thing with her being a doll in the fucking house, like, you know, with the psycho. Um, And then I just finished watching it again. Um, It almost got me again. I was like, Incident in a Ghostland. What's that? Yeah, that's your problem. Hemlock <laughs> <laughs> oh. grows on TV now. Though. You should watch it again. You'll forget. I never watched it. it. Did I watch it? I don't know. Did you? I I like to think that you watched it because I think that's really that's a bad move. But I mean, um. There's part of me like to think that you watch that and won't finish the session. But are you drinking a Hershey's Porter? Oh, those things are gross. What? Oh, Frankie. Frankie. My my father has gotten <laughs> my father has gotten in. My father is a man of many hobbies, and he continuously will like change up his hobbies depending on whatever something you see on YouTube or whatever. Uh-huh. So recently he's come into the hobby of making ginger beer. Okay. Um he distills it, he makes it from scratch. He's made alcoholic ginger beer and non-alcoholic. But he asked me if I had six brown beer bottles. And oddly enough, I have a I bought a six pack last summer of Yingling's Hershey Porter. Okay. Which was supposed to be like a dark chocolate like beer. Uh-huh. And I drank two of them, and they were so fucking gross, I never wanted to drink them again. Mm-hmm. So they've been sitting on top of my refrigerator, undrunk, since last summer. And so Frankie said, hey, just point out what beers you don't want, and I'll empty them out for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now he's drinking one of them, which I guess is his, like, organic way of emptying it. <laughs> um, or cyber. All right. Yeah, it's, it's his cybernetic arm is, like... <laughs> uh that's um it's terrible 
that's it. That let the let the boy live. I mean, he can do whatever wrong? he wants. Um, I'm just saying. Like I told him, they were gross. <laughs> um, those beer, the, those beers you had that you left ended up leaving here. Um, how were the? I thought they were good. Yeah. Sure. Listen, it's not like the greatest beer ever, but I mean, it was decent. Sure. You'll if it's an IPA, so you're only going to get as far as whether or not you like IPAs. Um, but if you like IPAs, then it's it's fine. I didn't even like literally didn't look at them. Like I have no idea like what it is. Like I just saw that they were in there. Um, it's a tangerine IPA. Oh okay. I bought it because um. Well, that, uh, sounds, that sounds appealing. Okay. It was supposedly White Castle inspired. Okay. Um. Which I found interesting because I thought it would taste like onions, maybe, but um. Anyway, yeah, I'll try one like in the next like two months or something. Um, like, like I don't know what it is. I just can't drink beer. Um, <clears throat> but I'll try one. See how it goes. Uh, all right. So next week is cybernetic guns. Um, and uh, Frank will watch uh, something with guns, right? Yes, and maybe a cyborg. Well, I'm, I found the movie I want to watch. There's definitely a cyborg in it. Okay, so cool. You're gonna be hearing all about that. Yes, yes. And then since you like watch so many of them, I'll probably hear about more, right? It depends. I do have um time off this week, so I got time to watch yeah. it, but I'm just so like busy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's an excuse. I'll watch movies. <laughs> you only need to watch one for the Spencer Grin. Do we have a regular to... do we have a regular podcast on Friday? No. Oh well then I can watch multiple because I don't have to force myself to watch some other shit. Right. Oh. <clears throat> So, yeah, we'll be back next week with Cybernetic Guns, then. Thanks for listening, everybody. Deuces.